right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Legacy Leaders, welcome to the Legacy in Leadership podcast presented to you by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. This is a show where we teach you what it takes to live as a leader worth following. Uh, as an entrepreneur, small business owner, how do you lead others to do the same and in doing so leave a legacy for generations to come? Uh, I am Jimmy Gonzalez and I'm joined today by my co-host, Devon Watts. Uh, and we definitely have a special guest with us as well, Shannon Martin. Um, this is our first or really our second installment of our MBA series, which is Mentored by Adversity. Uh, but the first time for season two that we've actually been able to have a guest with us. Uh, so we're definitely excited to have her here. Uh, and we're going to jump in just learning more about herself, what she does uh, specifically, uh, and of course, ask her about her leadership style and, and how it was developed you know, through any adversity that she may have gone through in her life as well. Uh, if you're a loyal listener or if you're new to the podcast, please feel free to rate uh, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate that. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we'd love for you to like this video and subscribe to our channel. And as always, share with another leader uh, that you know can benefit from these conversations. Uh, so we're going to jump right into, again, our uh, interview and our session with uh, Shannon herself. Uh, Shannon Martin is the Director of Communications at Podbeam and also Easy Living, um, who loves exploring the word and, of course, listening to podcasts. Uh, and again, we're very excited to, to have her with us today. So uh, welcome, Shannon. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so we were... Um, Luckily enough to, to kind of get hooked up with you um, because you were reaching out to, to me via LinkedIn about um, you know, me being a learning and development professional and you know how I could use uh, podcasts and specifically the, the Podbean platform uh, to help within my learning and development space and help my company to, uh, to further our efforts. Uh, using podcasts specifically, and then uh, within that conversation, finding out that we actually had started a podcast maybe a couple of months prior to that interaction, uh, and um, through Podbeam specifically. And again, we're just very excited to be able to get to know you a little bit better um, and continue to, to learn more about podcasting, uh, and specifically podcasting from a corporate perspective, uh, but also learning from you about you know, how you've seen the industry develop, uh, how companies have used podcasting, again, to further and enhance their learning experiences within a corporate environment. Um, so this is going to be part one. Uh, we want to definitely get to know Shannon more personally and professionally as well. Uh, but we promise you guys is we're going to have a part two where we're going to dive more into 
again, that corporate perspective and really learning about uh, how you, uh, as a learning and development specialist or a director or leader of a learning and development team, you know how you can really use podcasting as an extension and an enhancement to your learning and development strategy for your company. Uh, but again, this particular part one is really going to be more about uh, learning more about Shannon herself. Uh, so we can start there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you personally and professionally? Sure. Well, I am a traveler of the world, <laughs> an explorer, I guess. I've been living overseas uh, from the U.S. originally, but I've been living overseas about 10 years wow. uh, in a couple of different locations. And so I, I started being an explorer at an early age through books and then later podcasts. And of course, over the last year or so, that's been the main way I've been traveling <laughs> through books and podcasts. Although I did have move from one country to another country to another country due to the pandemic. Um, but um, that's really kind of how I would describe myself. And so my husband and I have been living overseas. It's the two of us. And um, yeah, come from the East Coast of the US. And uh, yeah, I've been lucky to live on three continents and just love getting to know different cultures and, um, you know, continuing to just explore different ways so that's that's the personal side the business side is I have a, a very very uh, varied background like a lot of people do um, but I work currently in communications for Podbean uh, which is wonderful working with podcasters in all different kinds of ways uh, both kind of the larger podcasting community and then this internal piece uh, corporate podcasting and I also work for a company called Easy Living, as you mentioned, where I do uh, basically the educational resources for the company, the blogging and that kind of stuff. Um, so my background is actually, I, I'm with that company because I have a master's in social work and gerontology. And so in that in that kind of writing and communications, I'm really using that school, schooling and that background. And then I got more into doing communications and, and that bit of it over, over time. And so kind of went a little more in that direction. And then, so the Podbean side is is a bit, um, you know, different. So it's kind of nice. The diversity of what I deal with on a day to day basis is quite quite different. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, I can imagine uh, being an avid traveler. Obviously, this past year has definitely been a bit of a hindrance for sure. But um, I know that you're probably looking forward to getting back out there. I guess the real million dollar question for somebody that is an avid traveler is. Which do you prefer the most about the traveling experience? Is it the sightseeing or is it the food eating? Oh, it's a hundred percent the food eating. There, there's, not, <laughs> there's not even a doubt about. I didn't know what two things you were going to say, but as soon as I heard food, yeah, it, it's the food, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm happily back in my sort of adopted home of Spain, where I actually absolutely adore the food. But I've been lucky. I lived in China. That's another amazing food place. Traveled all around Southeast Asia. Japan's one of my favorites for eating. So yeah, it's just and and it was nice. We were sort of stuck back in the U.S. this year, but it was also nice because we got to have some of our old favorites. And I'm from Maryland, and it's like crabs. Mm shrimp you know good old old bay seasoning so it was, oh, it was yeah. nice no, no, no. you're, you're talking you're talking my language you're about to make this a food podcast no that's awesome um no, i appreciate you um sharing that and um you know you, you having the opportunity to travel around man, and just get a diversity of taste um so i i guess you know kind of the next question just thinking about 
your personal, you know, likes, but also your professional, um, you know, professional space you work in is like, how are you managing to balance it all? I imagine with such like supporting such a diverse, uh, you know, community of creators and podcasters, and you have like kind of the general podcast community, plus also the internal, um, and having, um, you know, us being creators ourselves, we know that, you know, creators and podcasters are just a little bit different so i'd imagine being able to balance it all um, i'm just curious like how are you managing that how do you manage to balance that that personal and professional yeah i i wouldn't say i have it perfectly down i would say that is something i continue to struggle with i am a, a person that works a little too much sometimes for sure <laughs> Uh, I'm one of these people that have been working sort of from home or remotely for the most part for the better part of 15, maybe almost 20 years. So I'm a real independent worker. I, I always think, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure if I could do it if I had to go back and work full time in an office. I mean, there's some fun parts, but I'm just, I'm so used to being uh, so in, so sort of independent, still working with teams. Uh, and sort of being able to do things on my own schedule and, and that kind of stuff, um, being able to be very efficient. So I th that helps me is uh, it kind of works well for me to be able to uh, work a bit around my schedule and know my you know times when I'm really efficient. And so I can blast out a whole bunch of work and to kind of, you know, balance that out a bit. Now, having moved now, you know, I'm dealing with different time zones. So I'm, I'm relearning that a bit, how to, you know, now I'm doing more things in the evening because I'm dealing with a lot of people in the U.S. and I'm ahead. So now, but my, like, my really efficient time is in the morning, but it kind of works out well because I can write a lot and do those kind of things that you really can just pump out a lot and then do calls and things when I might be a little more you know, <laughs> winding down. Um, so yeah, I try to do that. I've tried to really be better about boundary setting with like, with my weekends and things like that. I think, uh, I don't know, a lot more people are used to working at home now, but when in the early days of working from home, people would always say, oh, how do you get anything done? Don't you always just want to, you know, take a nap or whatever? And I, I would say that if you work from home, you'll soon learn that's not the problem. The problem is the opposite. The problem is when you disappear down the hallway and your spouse says, are you working back there? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to have dinner. What are, what are you doing? So I've definitely had some time, you know, under my belt to kind of, um, you know, see the downsides of that and try to try to fix it and try to get better with it. And so I, you know, I think I've, I've, find a better balance now. Um, for me, physical activity is hugely important. And I, especially during this pandemic, thank goodness, I've always been places where I've still been able to get outside and do walks. Um, but I also started doing a lot more yoga because I was like, okay, if I am trapped in the house, <laughs> something I can do with some videos on YouTube. And uh, I, that's a must for me every day. That's a priority, must happen. I must do you know, physical activity. And if I can get out and do some of that in nature, then that's kind of my preference as well. Awesome. Well, I actually, I appreciate a couple of things that you mentioned um, in terms of like how you're balancing both professional and personal. One, uh, like a lot of our guests, um, we all are humble enough to acknowledge that we haven't found that right balance yet, but it is something that we work towards and we aspire to for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think your experience is definitely unique because everybody else is going through that learning curve, at least the majority of folks that have not worked remotely and then we were thrust into working remotely. 
uh, they're going through the same learning curve that you've gone through over the past 15 years of just really trying to find that that balance. Because um, I was actually reading something that was saying that, you know, and obviously I, I believe this to be a thousand percent true, but, you know, folks working remotely actually end up putting in more time. Like whatever mis you know misnotion existed that like oh people who work at home like oh they're you know they're coasting they're watching tv watching netflix relaxing taking a nap like it's the furthest thing from the truth it's like you're perpetually working and so you have to figure out how to strike that right balance and be you know firm and draw those lines in the sands but the biggest thing that i love is um something that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast for our leaders is the need to sharpen your saw and to make sure that you're taking care of just kind of your physical your spiritual, your mental, all of those things, right? And um, the passion in which you stress, like, I have to get my yoga time in, I have to get my walking time, that is non-negotiable. Like, that's the type of passion that we like our leaders to have when we're talking about protecting, um, you know, just your physical well-being and making sure that you're sharp and ready to perform. So um, I really appreciate you kind of sharing that with our, our audience and reinforcing some some of the things we've been trying to deliver uh, you know, over these past couple of episodes now. I don't know if anything else stood out to you, Jimmy. No, same points. I mean, again, I was thinking that, you know, what you just mentioned about sharpening your saw and, and you know, loving the, the emphasis that you put. It, it's just right in line with things that we, we continuously talk about, that we live ourselves, we believe. We've had a number of conversations over the first month or so, uh, especially in January, just about the need to, to take care of yourself and, and you know, setting goals uh, for a number of things in your life, but especially from that physical perspective, because we had certain goals that we set. Uh, but it's, you know, for that energy perspective, from the mental perspective, from the confidence, doing those things to take care of yourself are so important. Um, and I definitely get, we have talked about naps, um, but actually in a good way, taking advantage of naps and not too long, yeah. but making, you know, take a 20 minute power nap. If I was going to have a 20 minute break, I'd rather go take a 20 minute power nap if I really felt like I needed it right. uh, to recharge myself and continue to do what I needed to do, especially from a creative perspective, you know, for the rest of the day. So, uh, no, definitely on point. Uh, and again, right in line with a lot of um, our beliefs and, and teachings, you know, that we have within uh, our podcast and just, again, things that we've been living for, for years in our own personal life. Absolutely. So, Shannon, from a leadership perspective, you know, really thinking about your career, you know, what you've been able to experience over the years, for you, what was the moment that you knew or that you felt that leadership was your calling or it was at least a, a large part of the role that you were going to play in your community, from a work perspective, or even just personally within your life? Yeah, I don't think I had a moment. I think it's kind of evolved because I've never been uh, looking at... A, a position with like a certain title per se. I've always, as I mentioned, worked at smaller companies, and so I often have a fairly impressive title. But it's a company of you know, not it's not uh, I'm over thousands of people or something, and so I wasn't cor climbing the corporate ladder per se. So it was kind of an interesting type of leadership where I kind of did what was necessary. I had to pick up a lot of different skills, and I obviously I was attracted to that because that's kind of always what I've gravitated towards. I did. Didn't really know that but I can see now that you know I really liked that opportunity at smaller companies and working pretty much the the bulk of the work I've done the last couple of years I'm working directly with CEO the CEO uh, the owner you know uh, mostly family run or small businesses so 
you know, I, I, I kind of, yeah, evolved in that way. I think uh, one time that it might have kind of struck me that there was something about leadership in my world was when a number of years ago at my at Easy Living, but it, it's actually two companies that merged, so it was called Aging Wisely at that time. Uh, they, my boss and my direct boss and the owner of the company had both gone through the le- the leadership program, like you have leadership. Tampa Bay or leadership leadership Pinellas. I was in Pinellas County, and they nominated me, or I can't remember exactly how it works for that. And I was like, "Oh, leadership, okay." And I was doing a lot of things with uh, uh, local nonprofits and being on getting on more committees and things. And it's like, "Oh, okay, this is I'm evolving into <laughs> leading, I guess." So I think that that really struck me, and that was a great learning experience because you know you go out and you learn about a lot of different aspects of your community, and you interact with lot of other leaders and it so it really broadened my world a lot and really reinforced to me the importance what I was doing I think that was really developing me into a a leader was you know developing different skills and doing what it takes but also being a connector so I was always this person I had I sort of was doing marketing so I had I kind of had to be I was out in the community having lunches with people and you know this but then I would you know oh this you know this charitable cause is coming up that would be perfect and this skill set would work well there and what can we do to you know get donations for this and uh, who do you need to know and that kind of stuff and that uh, you know, when I went through that leadership program, it reinforced that even more because I thought, look at all these great people that I'm getting to know and to meet. And there's not a barrier to that. There's no reason why there ever has to be that kind of barrier. You can ask, you can reach out to a, a CEO, you can, you know, um, take on these different roles. And uh, I had a colleague at that same company who uh, he, he came into, uh, he it was part of the family and he came into the leadership and he was one of the youngest uh, presidents of the local chamber. I mean, he was in his, I think, early 20s. Uh, you know, so it's kind of surrounded by good mentors as well. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think about, and we've, you know, we've often had those conversations. I think very rarely, right? Is it kind of that one moment in time? Uh, but we asked the question because we, we do like to hear kind of about that origin story, you know, of our guests and, and the people that we bring on to, to conversate with and learn more about their, their leadership journey because it really is a journey and, and evolving into, you know, kind of that purpose and, and what you were put here to, to do and to be from, from a leadership perspective. Um, and it is very important, you know, from when you think about attributes that you mentioned that ability to connect. So I, I, there was two things that you said that really stood out to me. The ability to connect with others uh, is definitely needed as a leader. And, and I think from what you described is also resourcefulness. You know, it's one knowing a myriad of skills uh, and um, kind of tasks and things that you can do to be able to help a team to develop. Uh, and then again, being resourceful enough to know that you know, I'm going to be able to to um, to connect with different people. I'm going to be able to network. I'm going to be able to find the information that I need to develop this idea, to do this project, to raise funds, whatever. You know, again, that goal or that task is that you have. Those are very, very important attributes that you know any of us as a leader would love to have or continue to develop within ourselves uh, to to build our kind of our toolbox of what we have. You know, to be able to be successful as a leader, especially if we're looking to develop others. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I, I didn't really realize it until I was thinking through this, but I, my personal life really intersects with that too, because I, I didn't realize early, earlier last year, we were talking to one of our relatives about what we were doing in order to make our, cause we were sort of, we got kind of stuck, you know, away from where our home was at the time. And, but we had a plan to go somewhere else, but we were going through all these bureaucratic steps of getting our resident, our visa and our residency in, in a new country and organizing things. And I'm so kind of so used to that at this point that I didn't really, she's like, how are you doing all that? How do you know what to do? And it, you're, when you said that about resourcefulness and knowing how to find, you know, I am really good now at finding those Facebook groups about that place and uh, deciding where I, when I need to hire someone to do this piece of it, because it's not going to make sense for me to learn it for, you know, 90 hours and, you know, what's important, what's not important, what to kind of worry about and what not to. Um, so moving different places around the world and even in the, in the U.S., having lived in different places, it's, it's a similar skill set. Uh, it really taught me that making connections, asking for help, mm. being able to find resources, it's, it's huge. And, it, it, you know, to me, it was kind of just normal. And when she said that, I thought, oh, yeah, I guess it actually does take some skills. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Um, having like us recently having um, uh, we didn't travel across the country. Right. We went two and a half hours south from uh, Orlando here to Boca. But um, in the middle of the pandemic and just trying to coordinate all those things and like trying to find a property, but not being able to physically see it. It absolutely requires some skills. So I can see why they would have an appreciation for your resourcefulness. And um, really what I appreciate, you know, just kind of about what you shared and your leadership journey is it really highlights or to me uh, highlights and spotlights the role that small businesses play um, in our communities right and you talked about like plugging into the community you talked about your affinity for working with smaller organizations like close to the owner close to the ceo and um, while that does lend itself to some pretty impressive titles you know, even if you're over only overseeing you know five or a hundred right um, but it also lends itself to some pretty impressive or accelerated impact that you can have on the business, on the community, on the role within the community. Um, and I just love that because we often feel like Jimmy and I were just having this discussion that the small business community, the small business owner is often a community that's not necessarily um, completely addressed or spoken to, right? Um, I think a lot of times when we think about leadership, we immediately associate, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and working for a major, you know, Fortune 100 company and going from, you know, mail clerk to, you know, office of the CEO. But um, the folks that have the biggest impact and are able to make the biggest difference on their community is really a lot of these small businesses that are plugged in and connecting and whether it's nonprofits, whether it's for profit, whether it's government entities like this ecosystem right that we end up calling the community and so um i appreciate how even throughout your career like that's been one of the through lines where whether you were working directly with small businesses or even in your role right now with podbean and you know kind of the offering it is geared toward helping small businesses grow this new small business community of content creators or people who have traditional businesses and they need to get training and communication out like you're still you're still serving those individuals and i just think that's that's really really awesome um and impressive to see um you know kind of your career trajectory thanks yeah it's been a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh, talking about your your leadership journey uh, who are you know for you who are some of the people that you've uh, learned from along the way that have helped you to to inspire you to to mentor you and just help you grow as a leader and and what are some things that they taught you along the way yeah i think i've I've been lucky to have really good bosses and (laughs) and as i said working directly with people that own the company most of the time so uh they're just they're always super impressive because you guys know working with small businesses and entrepreneurs people are dynamos i mean they're just amazing so my uh, boss that uh was i kind of worked a little more directly with but she's the one that founded the company easy living but it was aging wisely initially uh linda chamberlain she she's an elder law attorney um just a great person and you know started you know was an elder law attorney did elder law started this company that did elder care management and then branched into home care and then merged the two companies and she still does does elder elder law uh and just really involved with a lot of things in within the community as well so she was great and got me involved in doing leadership pinellas along with my direct boss at that time uh, and just really i would say what i've learned from her is been seeing someone do yeah do a small business with a lot of integrity where that integrity is always kind of the key thing and then now i work mostly with her son who runs the company and carries that forward in terms of one of our big obviously we work with the elderly so of course we want to have a lot of integrity in serving the client and giving back to the community but we also he's very focused on serving the employee because this is an employee that is not always treated great um, that is you know making a lower wage than a lot of people struggling especially during the pandemic having to work in you know really tough situations uh and you know really has you know had a lot of challenges in that labor force over the years so he really put a lot of things into place in how we develop our employees that we actually do develop our employees because in that industry when we started out we paid people for training time which you guys are probably like of course in that industry you didn't do that they had to come with their own training, and if they needed to do continuing education or something, they had to do it on their own time. And it wasn't provided by the company for the most part. And my boss was like, this is not the right way to develop people. And we want to see them also move on and succeed and go to nursing school and do other great things. You know, we never are trying to hold them back. So that, that's been really, uh, you know, instrumental. I think that, you know, those bosses Um, and then my current boss at Podbean also David uh, seeing a different perspective of it where he's more of a tech guy and so it's kind of cool seeing how like the technical mindset works in terms of innovation and working I've worked a lot more directly with the technical team and seeing them sort of iterate things and um, you know we'll try this out and we'll test this and we're not always worried about uh, you know is this you know I'm marketing oriented so it's like well how are we going to make money out of that thing they're like well that we'll worry about that later <laughs> you know we just know the creators want it and if they're saying they want it you know it's it's a good thing let's we'll do it we can provide it um, and cool things like that so uh, just a, a different you know perspective on uh, things from that technical uh, you know moving forward and innovation perspective which I think is is really fun and so and at that at, at Podbean the other thing has been the the customers the creators to me have been huge mentors because people are doing amazing things and 
putting out amazing work, uh, often as a hobby, sometimes related to a business, and you know, just being really creative and, and interesting with it. So I've just I've gotten to know some really cool people that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So specifically, um, obviously, you know, this particular uh, session, right? We call it Mentored by Adversity. Um, so we're curious to learn if you can tell us about a time that you were faced with adversity in your life uh, and and you were called to kind of lead through this this tough time this adverse time uh, what did that look like and how were you able to get through that that moment in time yeah one that comes to mind I was thinking career-wise not necessarily mm -hmm. personally um, and so one that came to mind because, and especially being early in my career, was that uh, when I first, just when I was out, out of graduate school, I worked in a nursing home, a nursing facility. I was director of social services and admissions. <laughs> so I was doing sort of a marketing piece, or uh, I guess you call it marketing piece, and then all the social services for this 200 bed facility, 200, uh, yeah. And uh, that was also where I learned balance and how not to how what not to do because I pretty much just <laughs> drove myself into a wall by just doing everything and you know that kind of work it's very um uh it's very personal it's very it's very life and death sometimes and I realized I needed to be a little more removed so I, I liked sort of the admissions piece but uh, the the being there and being really involved with patients and families every day just it was, I couldn't leave it behind. So that was a learning piece personally. But we had an incident where we actually had someone abuse, uh, be, get accused of abusing a resident, mm. which is, again, that's where I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night, you know, and, and all of that. But it was a, a good, obviously huge adversity to deal with in terms of just something horrific uh, happening, but also then from the perspective of, you know, the families and uh, the, the PR of it all kind of, you know, and how to resolve it and what had happened and the media, you know, was there uh, getting involved and stuff. So I, you know, we had a administrator who I really uh, saw a lot of mentoring from in terms of how she dealt with it and how she really was very transparent with it but also like very very strong and very uh careful with her messaging I, i'd say probably the biggest thing i walked away from with that was about communication was probably why i went in this direction of you know doing things in communications because i saw how important it was you know to be able to respond to the media and especially more importantly really you know that's that's the PR piece, but more importantly to the families and their concerns, and to address it and to figure out how we're gonna you know prevent and move forward and those kind of things. So I really learned just I, I've always been a communicator, but I really it really reinforced how vital the communication was and how really that it, it all kind of boiled down to that in the end. Uh, and I guess that job taught me that in a lot of ways because I also, I found I loved the, doing the admissions because families would come in and of course they were, no one wants to ever have to put a loved one in a nursing home. It's like, you know, not, not a pleasant, they're not coming in to look for like their next dream home, you know, <laughs> it's not showing them, oh, look at this beautiful dream home. No, it's, you know, it's, it's a necessity. And um, so I learned, you know, the really the fine art of listening to them and then also trying to bring together a team and communicate well so someone new is coming into the facility I found that 
for example, they, you know, that's the hardest possible time when they're coming in that first day and the impression that you leave with the, the family in particular or the elder person themselves. And a lot of times there, there, ha there wasn't a system for communicating so that every, you know, department knew about this person, knew what they needed to know, that we had kind of a checklist of what to do. There was none of that when I got there. And it, it just, it's, you know, we need, you need systems in place for that kind of stuff so that it's, so that you can communicate well and so that someone doesn't feel like they're just an afterthought. Um, so, I'll, yeah, I learned a lot from that job. That was really <laughs> uh, helpful. But especially that horrible experience that just, you know, it was something that you just never want at any company. You never want that kind of bad incident to occur. But that could, I, I don't know that there could be a worse one, you know, than that kind of thing. So um, it just, you know, being able to also put yourself in the shoes of of people that were involved and the family members and, and it it's not just the, the person that directly affected, but it's all those other family members that now have this nightmare of worry on their hands. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not know. even just, yeah, not even just at our facility. It starts to make people worry that are, you know, out yeah, in the community the and yeah. 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 Wow, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, this is what I really love about, you know, this segment of our podcast uh, series um, as a whole is, you know, not only do you get to hear people's stories, but you really start to piece together the journey and the experiences that kind of led them to where they're currently at. And, you know, whether it's the example you provided now or the example you provided around mentorship that you received and um, working with small businesses, like the two things that consistently come up in all of your experiences and makes complete sense why you're at where you're at right now is the importance of communication communication and connection, right? You talk about connecting, connecting to the community. You talk about even um, in this example, um, valuing the connection of that family and trusting you with their loved one, their loved one's care, understanding that, understanding the communication that's necessary in order to ease that transition as much as possible. And then realizing when something goes wrong, right, the impact that can have on the connections, the connection, again, with the community, the connection with those loved ones, the connection with the rest of the industry, and how communication can be the bridge in order to, um, you know, address some of those things and ease some of those things. So it's not a surprise that now in your capacity, you know, as director of communications at Podbean, right, you're working with uh, creators, you're working with, um, yeah, content creators and small businesses on those two things, like delivering on those two things, being able to connect and being able to communicate. Um, so it's just, you know, really, really awesome to take a step back and be able to witness that. And uh, I appreciate you just being transparent with us about um, how impactful, you know, that experience was on you. Absolutely. So that was actually a good way to kind of you know, really just sum up the conversation as a whole, because those were some things that I got, you know, from uh, just listening to you again, just really breaking down for us your your journey and for our legacy leaders out there. I love what you said, Devon, about connection um, and the, the resourcefulness piece that we talked about earlier, uh, communication, connection, uh, and then just being resourceful. Uh, for you, Shannon, uh, what are some words of advice that you would share with our legacy leaders out there uh, or aspiring you know, leaders today about leadership? 
Well, I, I, I've got to emphasize communication again. <laughs> I actually have a quote in my, on my LinkedIn banner that I was redoing that to make my LinkedIn, you know, more interesting and stuff a while back. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, put this one picture of me from, I was in a movie about podcasting actually. So it's the picture of me, uh, from okay. the, yeah, from the movie. And, uh, so I found this quote, which is the art of communication is the language of leadership. It's perfect for this situation. So um, that would gold nuggets. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget the. I forget the guy's name. I'll have to tell you guys later for your show notes or whatever. Who who I did because I didn't make the quote. Um, and I I think uh, the other piece which crosses over between my personal and professional lives is that I I think it's important to always be learning and developing yourself uh, and. Be that uh, you know, different learning different things in the company. I mean, even as simple as like with Podbean, what I always love is because we're always developing new technology and innovating. There's always something new to learn in that regard, and just simply learning what's new with our platform and looking at one of our videos that we're making about how to so that I know we know all those little pieces um, and the industry, but also listening to podcasts personally because I like to learn about all kinds of different subjects. Uh, I always, when I was traveling, <laughs> my trick was to find podcasts either from people in the place or about the place or the history. Yeah, I do that with books too, uh, but I started doing it at some point with podcasts as well. So yeah, I'll go on a spur. Like I'm on a big spur right now of uh, reading Spanish authors. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I need to find more. And I'm, with podcasts with Spain, I'm, it's even a little different of a piece because I'm trying to find ones in the language lately as I develop my – I mean, some of them I don't, don't understand all of yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I like it, I've got to do this because this is the going to be, you know, I love podcasts. It's going to be a great way to learn. Uh, and then you hear, even if you listen to ones that are just general news kind of things or whatever, you pick up bits of culture and day to day stuff. Um, so yeah, I listened to one of my favorite podcasts of the last year uh, in Spanish, and I thought, okay, I'm I am learning and developing because I could not have listened to this in Spanish a while back and understood everything that I that I did. Uh, it was so well done. Um, I think part of that is also like seeking to understand people versus judging them, and you have to do that as a leader. Uh, both personally and professionally, but so many times, just something, a personal lesson I've learned is that we don't know people's backstory or what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, they act like a jerk and, you know, you're just like, oh, that person, you know, and then you find out what's going on in their life and uh, you find out you have things in common. There's just so much uh, more behind, you know, under the peeling back the layers of most people. And as a leader, or just a human functioning in society, really, you have to be able to have that uh, openness to know that, hey, I'm not always at my best either. And uh, so I've got to sort of seek to understand and ask questions and try to, you know, be there to listen if people want to share. Well said, well said, well said. Absolutely. It's been, that's been hard, especially in times with a lot of conflict I think it's been it's been challenging um, certainly for me personally um, with just you know political opinions and things like that um, and that's 
you know, sometimes I my tolerance level for certain things is like, oh, it's not. But then I try to I, I, I try to say, OK, I may not agree. Um, I may not be able to support someone. I may definitely speak out. But I also wonder, like, how did they come to that point? What's what's behind that? Because there's got to be something, you know, mo- mo- there's not a lot of evil people out there. Um, but they're spouting evil things sometimes. So what's what, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, kind of what's yeah. behind that. I appreciate that. I'd imagine it's probably even more prevalent over these past couple of years as you know, um, social media platforms have continued to evolve and podcasting platforms have continued to evolve, which gives people more spaces to espouse their views and connect with the community that. Um, maybe resonates with them and so you are probably getting a little bit more exposure to those things and so I can definitely see that. Yeah and I think leaders are tackling it a lot. I mean there's so much now with people, um, you know, with what people are putting out there creatively it's also really important to be thinking about (laughs) what you're, you know, doing personal, personal and professional intersect so much but I think leaders are having to deal with, oh, if my employee does something you know, does a podcast and they say something like this how do I do it and so that a lot of people are going to really having be having to think about and again there's a difference between what your policy can be and not tolerating something that's not tolerable um, or shouldn't be you know shouldn't be tolerated um, but also but on like the more personal level trying to get at maybe an understanding so that maybe we can get past you know, some things and we can kind of learn from each other, which is, yeah, not always easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's actually, you bring up a great point too, um, because I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. How uh, organizations are responding to the fact that these platforms now exist and people, I think you called this out in the beginning, there's people who are producing content because it's a hobby, because it interests them, right? And so, with the intersection of personal and professional bleeding into each other so much, it is likely that your employer or an organization gets exposed to some content that somebody puts out as a hobby, right? And it's like, oh, well, this is just you know what I like to talk about in my personal life. Um, but then you have to think about well, how does that impact the brand? And then at what point are you saying, well, you know, while I may not personally agree, there's nothing from a policy perspective that would prevent us from, you know, maintaining a relationship with this individual. Yeah, it's very nuanced. So mm-hmm. um, I think you bring up a really, really good point. It's something that organizations are going to have to continue to respond to and evolve as the way that people consume entertainment. And then as access for creators continues to expand, because uh, I can I remember a couple of years ago, it seemed like a. Um, yeah, it seemed like a, a magic trick to be able to put out content and record yourself. You're like, man, how are they doing this? You need this whole machine and this organization behind you. You got to get lucky and make a break and know somebody at the radio station. And now um, anybody can make a decision on a whim to say, hey, you know, I want to get my voice out there and let me you know, buy a cheap mic um, and let me turn on the turn on the camera. And I'm connected to thousands and millions. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has so much potential. It's really cool. And I think for with you guys doing the legacy of, you know, leadership, um, it's so cool to think about just how many people can put out bits of their their leadership, you know, their life stories their And just, I mean, the stuff that I come across, you know, on Podbean with um, people from like all kinds of different places and sharing stories and 
um, you know, all kinds of backgrounds and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it has the real potential for that legacy piece, you know, to really, and it, it's there. It's like, it's, it's out there in the world um, to these, you know, we can connect to things we never could before. We're seeing so many people doing, uh, we have that live stream feature in our app and we see people doing that and they're usually small they're like rooms live rooms and they're usually fairly small groups but it's their really engaged listeners and things and what's really nice about that is that the um, a lot of places especially where like computer access is not as big but but mobile usage is pretty big mm-hmm. um, around the world we're seeing a lot of listeners from there because they they're kind of more into live audio they're more into the mobile um, thing and so they don't access as much maybe of other types of content and We've seen some really interesting, you know, conversations back and forth, um, sometimes arguing, but, you know, sometimes kind of coming to understanding from people from yeah, different countries calling in. And yeah, so it's it's fun. No, that's exciting. I love that point, too, um, about the connection with people um, across the world. I mean, we're experiencing a little bit of that ourselves with uh, our podcast and our audience. And uh, you talked about the legacy, like stories that, you know, may not have traveled, you know, more than a couple hundred miles outside of Orlando at one point about our learning and our development and, you know, um, leadership, you know, we're able to connect with people across the United States and across the world and share those same stories. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. So, Shannon, uh, then thank you so much, you know, for joining us uh, on this installment of Mentored by Adversity. Uh, We sincerely appreciate it. It was wonderful just to learn more about your leadership journey uh, and hearing about uh, connections, hearing about resourcefulness. uh, And I really love that quote that you shared. You know, the art of communication is the language of leadership. Uh, which, of course, that is, is what we're all about and helping entrepreneurs and small business owners really develop themselves and develop their teams as leaders as well. Uh, so, again, thank you for uh, just spending some time with us and enlightening us, especially uh, for our listeners out there. This was just part one. So be on the lookout. Part two is going to be coming up uh, very, very soon. Just in a matter of days, we'll drop the part two. We take a deeper dive into specifically how Shannon and Podbeam help companies to use podcasting, again, from a learning and development perspective and adding that uh, additional component and enhancement to helping uh, their their employees and their distributed workforce, especially in a day like today where most of us are working from home. How are you able to use this type of vehicle to get your message out and to help people learn new knowledge and develop new skills? Uh, so excited about that and for our legacy leaders out there to hear about that one as well. Um, Definitely, please, again, uh, make sure that you like this particular uh, podcast episode. We'd appreciate that very, very much. Uh, Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and just your thoughts about uh, what we've learned from Shannon today. And again, specifically about some of those attributes uh, that she's learned along the way that allows her to be the leader that she is today. Uh, Please show us some love, comment, like, and again, share with anybody out there that you know would find value from uh, this particular conversation. If you want to reach out to us, again, you can do that uh, by first connecting with us on Facebook within our legacy leader community so if you haven't joined uh, in the facebook group there please go ahead and do so Uh, we're going live every wednesday uh, within that community 
that's one piece, Shannon, that we haven't done yet, but is definitely on our to-do list. Is going, you know, the, doing the live podcast within the Podbean platform, um, especially with some of the benefits that you just mentioned. That it would definitely give us an opportunity to continue to allow some of those other listeners out there uh, that maybe this is the only platform that they connect with us and really having a little bit more engagement with the community. So we appreciate you reminding us about that as well. <laughs> Uh, and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Legacy Leadership. You can follow myself uh, at Coach underscore Jimmy G Jr. You can follow Devon at Leadership Docent. Uh, and then Shannon, definitely, please, you know, how can our listeners maybe learn more about you or contact you, especially if they're very interested in learning more about how they can use the Podbean platform to enhance their learning and development strategies in their place of business? Yeah, the um, LinkedIn is a big one for me, and I'm Shannon Martin Wrights, so that's easy to remember. You can find me there. And then we, uh, it, it doesn't have an easy URL, so I'd say connect with me, and then I can connect you to it. We have a group specifically for internal communications and L&D professionals about podcasting and related tools. It's not just all about podcasting, to share information, and we share resources and things. Uh, and I'm also, I'm Shannon M at Podbean. Dot com. So if anyone wants to interview or interview, email me about <laughs> or interview me. Uh, or e- work. Yeah, or email me about any anything Podbean related or whatever. That's uh, another way. So both of those, I'm I'm on pretty consistently, except not on the weekends, hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and we'll definitely make sure that uh, your information will be in the show notes as well. So again, if any of our listeners or viewers out there uh, want to be able to to connect with Shannon, we'll we'll put her contact info within the show notes uh, so that you have it. Uh, so again, please stay tuned for part two, but also be aware uh, that the next episode uh, of our Legacy and Leadership podcast, as we get uh, further into the month of March. Uh, we're going to start to switch things up, and our focus is really going to be about mind mapping. Uh, and the first um, series, the first episode within that series, is going to be focusing on six challenges that mind mapping can help you to overcome uh, as an entrepreneur or, again, as a small business owner. So stay uh, on the lookout. Uh, stay tuned for that as well. Uh, so thank you again to our legacy leaders out there for listening, for watching, uh, just joining in in the conversation and continuing to to you know, journey with us along this path um, as we continue to bring on uh, more guests in the future. Uh, we're excited for you to learn and for us to learn from our guests uh, always. And so for our legacy leaders, I just want to leave you with this again. Remember, the life that you live is the legacy that you leave. Uh, so until next time, stay encouraged uh, and God bless and take care of yourselves. On that beat, going crazy. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.